Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, once again, back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach. And I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about My Spirit Knows All Things. This is a teaching podcast. So go and grab your Bibles and take some copious notes, as I believe this is going to be an outstanding show today. As always, we like to start off with the scripture, and I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, and we're going to start with verse number 10, and we'll conclude here with verse number 14. But the scripture says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. I want you to underscore that, searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man, which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse number 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. These five verses of scripture, I believe, are profound. And one of the things I always take away from this is that one of the number one reasons why we just can't be spiritual is because we're too carnal. That's it. Carnality is killing the believers. It's killing churches. I'm telling you, this carnality is just, there are no words for it. We have to really understand and know that the Bible is a spiritual book. This is not Ebony Jet magazine. This is not a story book. This is not a fictitious tale here. This is the word of God. And I always tell people, this is difficult for you to understand if you carnal. You won't understand what God is saying. God is not trying to make sense to you when you're reading his words. This is a spiritual book for spiritual people. And if you're going to get anything out of the word of God, you have got to put down your carnality and you have to learn. And I'm going to say that again. You got to learn to be spiritual. And the number one way you learn to be spiritual is spending quality time with God 
And the word of God has got to mean more to you than other things. TV shows, what the media is saying, social media, friends and family. We believe them more than we believe God's word. We believe the doctor more than we believe God's word. We believe the lawyer. We believe the school teacher. We believe people in their professional positions more than we believe God's word. And this is why the word of God is of no effect to us. It's the traditions of men. It's wives' tales. It's people that have said things to us that we respect, but they don't have any kind of power working in their own lives. And Paul was really trying to help this church at Corinth, who, by the way, were very carnal people. Just read 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians in terms of those two books, those letters, and you'll just see the carnality that was running through that church running through the city. I'm telling you, it was just ridiculous. And so we've got to understand, he said here in verse number 14, but the natural man, the carnal man, the flesh man, receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. It didn't say he would or he could. It said he can. For the scripture says, for they are foolishness unto him. That's what it is. So when you're trying to talk to your friends about Christ and about the Bible, they're not going to understand it. It's foolishness to them because they're natural. Here's the bad part. When you talk to Christians and you talk to them about the word of God and they respond with a blank stare, like they don't have no clue what you're talking about and is in God's word. And these are people who are supposed to be spirit filled and they're challenging the Bible and they're challenging the scripture. That's foolishness. That's ridiculousness. I don't even know if that's a word. I think I might have just made that up. But the reality is, is that we got to learn how to take what God says at his word. If God said it is true, then you just need to get rid of all of your anecdotal reasons. You need to get rid of all the things that's in your mind and acquiesce to what God is saying. They are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them. Paul says, because they are spiritually discerned. You have to discern what God is saying. It has to be revealed to you, not to your flesh, not to your soul, but to your spirit. I've said this a thousand times. I'm going to say it a thousand and one times because maybe you haven't heard it the first time that I said it. But for those of you that are saved and you gave your life to Christ, the only thing that happened at the point of salvation is that your spirit man was born again recreated from above. Now that's a powerful thing that your spirit now is just like God's spirit. You're, you got the, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. You got power in your spirit in terms of it being recreated from God, meaning that your spirit cannot sin. I want you to think about that. Your spirit cannot sin. It is where God lives. But the problem is we keep looking in the mirror and because we don't see a change or we keep looking at bad behavior, we keep saying, well, I must not be saved because I keep doing the same things that I did when I was saved. The problem is your mind needs to be renewed with the word of God. That's your soul. Your soul was not affected at salvation. So we must receive the engrafted word of the Lord that's able to save our soul. But as it relates to our spirit, man, we good. We're fine. But the problem is we're still trying to live from our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. And you are not going to break those bad habits and bad behavior in one day, in four weeks, in six months, 
You got to stay with God's word. And over time, your spirit man is going to help your soul as you renew it with the word of God, how to live for the Lord. You cannot live this Christian life from the soul. And you most certainly can't live it from the flesh, from your five senses. But this is where the world tells us you need to live, body, soul, spirit. No, no, no. We live spirit, soul, body. So you are born again. In other words, if Jesus were to come back right now, you go back with them, you're saved. But there's another point here that we've got to talk about, and that's being filled with the Holy Ghost and with power. And Jesus talked about that in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Ye shall have power to be my witnesses. That's dunamis power. Now, that's not at the point of salvation. I do believe that you receive the power of the Holy Ghost, which is a second work of salvation. I don't believe you get that when you first receive Christ. Now, there'll be people that'll take me to task on that, and that's fine, because people like to use their anecdotal experiences and say, well, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and saved at the same time. I'm not saying that that can't happen, but when I read the scripture, I don't see that there. You can read Acts chapter 19. You can read Acts chapter 8. You can read different places there and you'll see that people, especially in Acts chapter 19, I believe that Paul was traveling to the upper coast there and he saw some disciples and he said, have you all received the Holy Ghost since you have believed? And they said, we don't even know if there'd be any Holy Ghost. And these were disciples. So they were saved. They never spoke in tongues. They were never filled with the power of God. And even if we look at this, the disciples, amen to God, Jesus said to them, he said, go to Jerusalem, go to the upper room and wait for the Holy Ghost. Now, if they had already had this Holy Ghost power with the evidence of speaking in tongues and the gifts to follow, why would Jesus tell them to go to the upper room if they already had it? They didn't. This is a second work of salvation. And this is so important because the reality with the church, and one of the reasons why it's so carnal, because many people are saved and we thank God for that, but they haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost. It's one thing to have the Holy Spirit with you. It's another thing to be filled with it. And you can't work for God if you carnal. And you can't work for God if you have no power. And there are a lot of powerless people who got saved. Again, yes, thank God for being saved. Thank God for being born again, born from above. But you need power. You need sustaining power. I'm going to say it to you again. You cannot live the Christian life without being filled with the Holy Ghost. It's impossible. You can't do it. And I've heard people say, I just can't live for God. It's just too difficult. And my question to them, have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? And they'll say, well, I got saved. Well, praise God for that. But there's another feeling that we need to get, F-I-L-L-I-N-G, that we need to get. And we need to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. And this is what Jesus was talking to his disciples about. This is what Paul is talking about. This is, you see, the disciples, the apostles in the Bible, even with Peter, 
We know that Peter denied the Lord. We know he went through a season there. But when we see after Peter got filled with the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter two, this is not the same Peter. He said, we are not drunk as ye suppose. We have been filled with the Holy Ghost. The same Peter that denied Christ and was on the run. When he gets filled with the Holy Ghost, he's a different person. And this is what we need for people to be filled with the power of God so that they can live on the planet and begin to appropriate their faith to receive the things that they need. If you put two people side by side together, one of them is filled, the other one is not, generally you'll see a difference. There is a, I'm telling you, there is a difference. You can tell there's a difference because one may be saved and they love God. The other one saved, love God, filled with the spirit, baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And we'll talk about that here in a moment because I think that's so important in understanding what your spirit already knows. But there is a profound difference in how they go about living, how they go about receiving how they go about acquiescing revelational knowledge that comes from the scripture. This thing is so important. But I want to go here to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and that's where I started at verse 10 through 14. But I want to look here now at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You can stay in this same chapter, but let's go here up to verse number 1. There's a reason why I started at the end. Now I want to start at the beginning to unpack this. My spirit knows all things. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, look at verse number 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I have determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling and much speech and my preaching, hear this, was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. This is what we're hearing today in a lot of churches, enticing words of man's wisdom. But Paul said, but mine was in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Paul said, check this out. I wasn't coming with you enticing words of wisdom, but I bet you when I preach the lame walk, the death will get up. Those that are dead, they'll get up. The lame, they'll get up and start walking. Those that are deaf can hear. You'll see signs, wonders, and miracles when I preach. This is what is missing. We're too busy trying to preach enticing words of human wisdom. But he said, I didn't come doing that. I want to demonstrate the power of God. I want to show you what I'm working with. This is what we need in our churches. Verse five, this is why he said that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith should not stand in what man is saying. Your faith should stand in the power, in the demonstration, in the authority of God. Verse six, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of the world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. I want you to underscore that. Even the hidden 
wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now, I don't have time to talk about how prolific Paul was, but think it not strange that he wrote over two thirds of the New Testament because he understood how the power of the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, which I'm going to talk about here in a moment, but I want to set you up to help you to see. Now, how was Paul able to understand these mysteries? Because again, verse seven says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. That's what we do, Paul said. Even the hidden wisdom, that's something that you can't figure out in the natural. Your soul don't know this. Your flesh most certainly doesn't. You're not going to learn this in college, in any university. So how in the world was Paul able to speak the wisdom of God in a mystery? Because he used this thing called speaking in an unknown tongue, which people laugh at. They mock at, but in Acts chapter two, it talks about it in other places. In the New Testament, uh, 1 Corinthians talks about this in verses 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14, talks about the spiritual gifts, other places, but the church mocks this and says that this is not for today. If this is a gift for the believer and the believer don't believe it, my God, we got a bigger problem. And this number one thing about speaking in tongues has divided the church. There are YouTube videos about it, people on Facebook Live talking about it, and they're just talking heads. They got no idea because it's right here in the Bible. And if this is something that Jesus said belongs to us, and Jesus told his apostles, disciples, to go and be filled in the upper room, and this was one of, one of the demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. This is not all. Speaking in tongues is just one. You got the nine gifts of the Spirit. You got other gifts that accompany and made available to the believer. And this is why Christians live a defeated life. They have no power. But this, getting back to this, but we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. Can I tell you this? The Bible talks about how Paul spoke in tongues. He said, more than ye all. But when he spoke in tongues, this is how he was able to have this wisdom of God in a mystery revealed to him. It was through his prayer language. I'm not talking about how to use speaking in tongues in a church service. I'm more talking about how speaking in tongues helps you to know all things because my spirit knows all things, but my mind doesn't know. So my spirit is praying, but my mind is unfruitful. And I'll show this to you in the text in a moment. But this is where Paul was able to write over two thirds of the New Testament. Even Peter said, he said, man, some of the stuff that Paul is talking about is hard to understand. And it surely would be because you can't get this in a library. You can't get this in a university. You have to get this by the spirit. And this is why many people are struggling in their spiritual walk with God, because they are trying to untap or tap things in the spirit and the natural. But you cannot do this. And this is why Paul is saying this wisdom of God this understanding, this revelation or insight that we have, it's a mystery for those that are not gods. But for those that belong to God and those that belong to Christ, you got to know how to get this. Now, there are certain things in your life right now that you're dealing with. 
And there are certain things in your life that you're trying to get the victory over. There are certain things you're trying to figure out. But when you're not filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, how are you going to uncover these mysteries? You saved, but you stuck. You saved, but you got no power working in your life. You saved, but you won't believe the scripture. And I will say this, get out of these churches that don't preach the whole counsel of God. Because I'm going to tell you something, as a pastor, I lament the fact that I have to even say this, but I believe it's the leadership's fault while the churches are messed up because they don't want to preach the Bible because we don't want to offend anybody. So we'll stay in the gospels, but we won't preach the book of Acts. We won't preach the letters of Paul. We won't preach the whole counsel of God. And you got people in your church who are depressed, who down and out, who want to kill themselves, who can't figure out why they have no peace, no joy, no loving their marriage. Their kids don't like them. I mean, I'm telling you, the family is just in a mess. And you mean to tell me that God has given us a weapon that we can pray in the spirit, pray in tongues and get a message, a wisdom message from God that will help us clean up our marriage, that would help us build a better relationship with our spouse, that'll help us un, uh, help us to search out the wisdom of God. And we won't tell the people that because we'll say, well, that died off with the apostles. Man, we sound crazy. This makes no sense. We got to get this right. Pastors today must return back to the scripture and believe everything the Bible says. We got no problem preaching about money. We got no problem preaching about other things. Let's preach about the demonstration of the scripture. Let's preach about the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. People in our church know, my church that I pastor, they know I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. They know I believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Yes, I do believe that. And I will go toe-to-toe with whoever don't believe it because the Bible says it. I preach what the Bible says. I don't preach from a book that a man wrote. This is what Paul was saying. I don't preach and teach with enticing words of man's wisdom. No, I come demonstrating. When Paul began to preach, things began to happen. When Peter began to preach, things began to happen. Signs, wonders, miracles, demonstrations from God. Why? Because these boys was filled with power. They weren't just preaching no three points in the closing. They weren't just preaching some mother wit. They weren't preaching what they heard on CNN, something they read in an ancient book. They was preaching the Bible. When we preach the Bible, things will happen. And I'm telling you, this gift is made available to you. Let's go here to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we're going to start here at verse number 1 and conclude at verse number 5. Because I think it's important that I unpack here speaking in tongues. Just here for a quick moment. I'm not going to get into a bunch of scriptures, but I want to at least get into this to help you to understand your spirit knows all things. But look here, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 1. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. Now, before you say, yeah, you said speaking in tongues, but it says rather that you may prophesy. Hold on. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. People will take this passage of scripture and say, mm-hmm, see, I told you that we're you shouldn't speak in tongues because people can't understand you. You're right. But you got to understand, I am speaking to God. 
I am speaking forth a mystery. Verse three, but he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Yes, that is true. There's nothing wrong with that. But the Bible didn't say that I shouldn't speak in tongues. It's just saying here, watch this now, verse four, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. Please underscore that. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. Now, again, my topic, my spirit knows all things. I'm talking about you as an individual. I'm not talking about church things right now. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue he edifieth himself. You mean to tell me people today don't need to be edified and built up? I'm a pastor. I know. I'm telling you they do. People in the body of Christ are down and out. They're discouraged. They got no hope for the future. They're just as sick, diseased, broke, busted, and disgusted. Most of them don't know what their purpose is for being on the planet. Baby, they need edification. You can't tell me that this gift of speaking in tongues can't help them. The scripture just said, when you speak in an unknown tongue, you edify yourself. We need to be built up individually. See, when we're built up individually, we have something to bring to the church. We have something to bring to the corporate house. But the reason why we can't serve, we can't be faithful to God in service in the house of God. We come and go. We church hop. We can't be connected to people in the house of God is because we're not filled with any power. Again, you cannot live this Christian life without power. You have to have power. You have to have a power from God to live with people in harmony, to be able to discern where the enemy is lurking in families and churches. If you don't do this, you just got a bunch of carnal people trying to live from their soul and they're just as frustrated. I'm telling you today, this is necessary for no other reason but to edify you and build you up. Have you ever been down before? Have you ever been discouraged before? I have. But you know what? When I start praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, you can't pray in tongues and still be sad. You can't pray in the spirit because I am building myself up. I'm speaking to God and the enemy don't know what I'm saying. You only can go so far speaking in the English language. The devil already know what you're going to do because you're praying to God. You're telling God what, what you need. But when I shift gears in the spirit, the devil don't know. It's a secret weapon. And I build myself up. Jude, verse number 21 says, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's in your Bible. Maybe you tore it out. Maybe your pastor tore it out because he don't believe in it. But I'm telling you today, I want to encourage leaders, if you hear this, again, we got to start believing what God says and forget about the people in your church, your boards. God called you there to be the pastor. He called you there for the people that you know are discouraged. You got to get this working in your life. Get rid of the fear, get rid of the doubt and the unbelief and allow the Holy Spirit to fill you again, not just with praying in tongues, but the other gifts that will accompany it to build, edify the church, but more importantly, the people of God. People are struggling and here's a key here that will build them up and strengthen them in the word of faith. And we won't tell anybody about it because we are afraid. How are you going to be spirit-filled and afraid? There was a statistic that said 70% of spirit-filled people don't even go to church no more. That makes no sense. How can you be spirit-filled and don't go to church? Think about that. 
You spirit feel, feel with the spirit. You got power, but you don't go to church. No, you're not spirit feel. I don't know what you feel with, but you're not feel with no power. Because if your spirit feel, we understand the importance of being in the house of God. And it's just not for attendance. It's just not for we can check a box off and say, I showed up today. No, no, no. We are there to encourage one another and build one another up. Look what verse five says. I'm still in first Corinthians chapter 14. I would that ye all spake with tongues. He said that rather that ye prophesy. Now, again, this is for church matters. For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may be receiving edification. Now here he's talking about church. He's not saying that you shouldn't speak in tongues, but if you do, there should be an interpreter so the people can understand and be edified. But people will run with this and they'll say, you you shouldn't do it. No, he's not saying that. But again, I am talking to you today about how your spirit knows all things. So catch this. If my spirit knows all things, when I am praying in the spirit, I don't have any understanding of what I'm praying for. So I have to ask the Holy Spirit for understanding. Remember now, when I'm praying in tongues, my spirit is praying, but my understanding is unfruitful. So I have to ask the Holy Spirit, let my understanding be fruitful. I want to be able to interpret what I am praying in tongues since my spirit knows all things. So I'm dealing with stuff in my marriage and I don't know why we're fussing and fighting, but I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I begin to pray in the spirit and then all of a sudden I'm able to interpret what I'm saying and now I have understanding of this hidden mystery about why my marriage is struggling. And now I understand it and can apply it and my marriage is saved. You mean to tell me you wouldn't want that? You're dealing with your kids. You can't whip spirits out. Come on, you can only whip spirits out just for a moment. Little Johnny is crying. Little Susie is crying just for a moment. And then they go back to doing the same things that they've been doing. You've taken them to a psychologist, a psychiatrist. But here you are, your spirit knows all things. So you begin to pray in the spirit. And then you interpret what the Holy Spirit is giving you in that unknown tongue. And then you have the understanding in your mind. And you say, oh, I got it now. This is why they're acting up. This is why they're misbehaving. And then God gives you something and you begin to apply it into your children's life. And now they're not acting up anymore. You mean to tell me you wouldn't want that? This is what the scripture is saying. This is what Paul is saying here. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Before you got here, God says you get filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Not only do you edify yourself, but I'm going to help you to interpret it and give you wisdom, hidden wisdom, ideas, 
witty inventions. Some of you are Christians and in business. Your business is struggling. You can't make money. You can't connect with people. You having a hard way to go. That's not how it's supposed to be. But if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you begin to pray the spirit and then God gives you an interpretation. And then he has an idea he gives you for your business. He gives you a strategy for your business. He tells you who to connect with and who to partner with. He tells you where the money is. You mean to tell me you don't want that? I'm sure you do. This is what Paul is saying. When you feel with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the evidence of speaking in tongues and the other gifts that will come and accompany that, you don't have to speak in tongues. You get to. It's an opportunity. Now, let me say this. If you are saved, you're born again, and you don't speak in tongues, that does not mean you're not saved. I didn't say that. You are saved. You just don't have any power. You don't have any power to live. You don't know how to figure things out. You don't know how to discern why you don't have any joy. You can't discern where the enemy is lurking at in your family. You can't figure nothing out. But I'm telling you, your spirit knows all things. And because you know all things, you are able to figure out the mystery and is praying in the Holy Ghost, is praying in tongues. The things that Peter and Paul and Philip and all those disciples in the Bible in the New Testament was able to do. They could discern people who didn't have the heart of God. How did they do that? They didn't read a book. They knew that by the Spirit. There are some things that are just whipping you, beating you up, just tearing up your family. And I see you crying and you're frustrated and you're upset and you're saying the word of God don't work. The Bible don't work. You've given up on God. You've given up on church. You just need to be filled with some power. And you need to get in a church that believes it, a church that's demonstrating it, and a church that will show you how to encourage yourself in the Lord. This is so profound. Look at in uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. It says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Bingo. There it is. I'm going to read it to you again. It's right here in the Bible. But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. This just bears out my title. You know all things if you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you pray in tongues. You got to get out of your spirit into your understanding what you need to do. This is how you do it. You pray in tongues and you get the understanding. And then once you understand, you can do it. You can be filled today with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You just have to stop not believing you can't get it. And a lot of this is too much for me to deal with on this show. But I would say to you, the first thing you need to do is see what church you in and go ask your pastor, your leadership. Do you all believe this here? And if they tell you you don't, just respectfully ask them why. And if they give you some doctrinal, we don't believe this in the Baptist church, we don't believe this in this church or that church, you need to make a decision. Because can I tell you something? You have to learn how to live on the planet and be victorious in your Christian walk. And if you're not, you are struggling today. You need this. And you can send me an email today, 
after you listen to this show, and I will walk you through how you can do it, how you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and begin to use your prayer language. And I'm telling you, it has saved my life. In times and in seasons, I didn't know what to do. I'm praying in tongues and God will give me a revelation of his scripture. He will give me people, their face will come up before me and I'll call them and they'll have the answers that I need. See, God knows everything. He knows everybody. He knows where all the hidden things are. The reality is you just don't know. But he has given you this power so that you can understand my spirit knows everything. I just don't have any understanding. I've got no wisdom. I can't pull out of me what I need to live a victorious life for God. Notice here, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 14, just to anchor in this final point. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, underscore that now, but my understanding is unfruitful. This is what I was saying. When you do pray in the spirit, remember now your spirit is praying, but in your mind, you don't understand what you're saying. So watch this. He says in verse 15, what is the conclusion then? What do I do? Do I just stay frustrated? No. He says, then I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with understanding. Bingo. There it is. You just don't stop praying in the spirit because you don't understand. You keep praying in the spirit with your understanding. One of the reasons why people that are filled with the Holy Ghost and they do pray in tongues, one of the reasons why they can't pray very long is because their understanding is not connected to them praying in the spirit. You have to get your mind on the same page as you are praying in the spirit. You have to focus your mind. Your mind will go off in all kinds of directions because remember, your spirit is praying, but you got to focus your mind so that you can continue to pray in the spirit. And when those two come together, I'm telling you, signs, wonders, miracles, revelation, insight, foresight. I mean, you're talking, man, you loaded. The enemy can't stop you. And then it goes on to say, I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with understanding. See, it's not so much that for those of us that are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues, it's not that, it's that we have no understanding. But today we understand that we can have understanding, that the Holy Spirit can help you to interpret what it is that you are saying. He'll give you the words. He'll tell you. He'll give you an idea a strategy. See, as you're praying in tongues, the hidden wisdom of God, he begins to tell you what you got to do to fix your business. Something you never thought of, something no one else could tell you. It came right out of your spirit. Can I say this to you? Everything you need is in you. You just got to learn how to get it out. Everything you need to live victorious, have a great business, have a great life, it is in you. Once again, 1 John 2.20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. It's right there in your spirit. And when you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that is how you get out of your spirit into your understanding so you can then do 
what God told you to do. Your life is going to turn around. Take these words that I'm giving you today. Before you say it's not true, before you said all this stuff died out with the apostles, before you say this is not for the church today, it's ridiculous. Remember I told you it's foolishness to those. You got to come back again and say to yourself, you know what? I probably feel the way I do because somebody preached me against any of this. I'm telling you, it's just wrong teaching. Somebody told you it's, it's not for you. Don't listen to those people. No, you need to read your Bible. The number one thing I tell anybody is know God for yourself. Know the word of God for yourself. Know the promises of God for yourself. And don't let man or anybody else talk you out of what God says belongs to you. I encourage you today to make a move, to hear what I'm saying and do what I'm saying. Get back in these Bible scriptures. Get back in these verses I gave you today. Listen to this podcast again and again. And if you need some assistance and you are in a church, they don't believe this, reach out to me because I believe it and I know it works. And it works in the lives of those that are in our church. We got testimonies of people who got baptized with the power of God, the evidence of speaking in tongues and other gifts that accompany and their life is drastically different. And they're so grateful to God that we talked about this. All right. I'm so glad today that you listened to this podcast. If it blessed you, send me an email, please, today at info at thomasadeloach.com. If you need some further teaching on this, reach out to me and let me know. Also, you can go to my website, thomasadeloach.com. And right there on the homepage, there is a subscribers tab. Put your email in there and click the send button and I will send you a free PDF and a monthly newsletter to encourage you. And finally, we need financial partners to continue to produce these shows. If you have been blessed and if you have and you know you have, you need to partner with me today. I'm asking you to financially partner with me today. Go back to my website at thomasadeloach.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen and click that donation tab and you can give there to your heart's desire. No dollar amount is too big or too small and everything that you give continues to help me to produce this podcast called To Empower You. Do it today and I know the Lord will be well pleased. As always, I'm praying for you, believing God's best for you. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered. empowered.